What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Casey Brown, your host and your very own personal trainer. <laughs> Here to talk all things being true to you in the fitness and wellness space. And I am so excited. Number one, I'm actually literally sitting on my bed right now um, with bags all around me, literally getting ready to walk out the door to go to the airport. Super fun. Um, realized that honestly, we were looking at taking an Uber and I don't know if it's just like where we live, but there are no cars available to take us to the airport. So I found this app and I wish this was a, a sponsored situation. It's not, I, I think it's called like parking spot or parking whiz or something along those lines. And you literally book your parking spot at the airport, pay $15 less at the total cost. And we were in like the one of the closer garages to the airport. And it would have literally been the same exact price to get an Uber there and back as we're paying for the whole week to park there. So I just found that out about five minutes ago. So maybe I'll reach out to them and be like, hey, gave you some free advertising. I'm probably even saying the app wrong, to be honest with you. But I just kind of came across it. And we were like, it makes way more sense to do that than and kind of leave at our own pace uh, and not have to worry about someone picking us up. So anyway, um, I wanted to film this intro before we got in the car. Uh, obviously can't do this on an airplane. I think I would get some amazing looks though if I, if I pulled out my microphone on the airplane. But um, we are actually headed on vacation for a week. Um, my younger of my first cousins is graduating high school. I can't believe it because I still think she's 10 years old and it's just crazy to me that she can graduate high school, but graduating high school and we are going down for the graduation. Um, Corey's brother also lives in South Carolina, so we are going to see them for a couple days. They have new twin babies, so we're super excited to meet our new niece and nephew. Um, then we're going to head to the graduation situation and then our immediate family is headed to the beach and we're going to be there for three to three days. And I'm freaking pumped. We were supposed to go on a trip last year, obviously with the way the world was, things didn't go as planned. And so now here we are. And I am so excited just to kind of get away, even though it's like right in the beginning of summer, which is a busy time for me, but Hey, we have to take care of ourselves as well and spend time with those that we love and we should not feel guilty about it at all. Speaking of taking some time to rest, <laughs> our guest today, guys, I'm kind of fangirling, Lacey Dunn. Uh, you can find her Faith and Fit on Instagram. Uh, she's got over 300,000 followers. Yeah, just a tad amount of followers she's got. Um, I've been following Lacey since the early days of Instagram. We were kind of both laughing about it as we were talking, was the OG days of Instagram. And so I've been following Lacey for a really long time. She is, she also, her title for herself is your hormone fairy godmother, which I also believe that <laughs> that's kind of what I go to her page for. She really combines fitness with the hormone side of our lives. And uh, she's all about the root cause approach. So um, when you're dealing with anything hormonally, and this is obviously not my realm of expertise, but in the last year, myself personally, I've been going to a functional medicine doctor and we've been doing blood work and 
realizing that, you know, for me, my estrogen was kind of coming in high. My progesterone might have been coming in a little low. Um, we were just kind of figuring out, you know, what were some of these root causes of potentially my my hormonal acne that I was having and different things like that. And so we go over everything in this episode. Honestly, it's a it's a it's a quick episode, but I mean that in the way that we hit so many topics in a short amount of time that it's absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to kind of elaborate on these topics. Uh, she goes over what hormones really are, what they do in the body. If you're interested in getting yours looked at, how she works with people. Um, she also is a author of the Women's Guide to Hormonal Harmony, which you can find on Amazon. And so I will make sure that I link that below. But literally, I asked her at the end of the episode, you know, what's someone's next step if they want to get help or get their blood work done or know what to ask their doctor or, you know, the next step in in you're having really bad period symptoms or you haven't had a period or, you know, there's so many different things <laughs> that go along with our hormones. And she literally was like, get my book. And because it, it's like the best 30-ish dollars you'll ever spend because she's literally got all the information that you could use. It's a guide to hormonal harmony. And there's so many times I work with so many women and I think that not that all of our problems are rooted from hormones, but there's so much to learn about ourselves and how our body even works. And Lacey is so good at bringing it to a level of understanding and not feeling so overwhelmed with what we need to be doing or what we can be looking for or, you know, you're not alone at all. I mean, she's also a registered dietitian. She's a certified personal trainer. I mean, she just does it all. So, and she also, also has a podcast. I mean, there's so many things. So I'm going to list them all below. Don't you worry. Her free content that she put out or puts out is amazing. Just on her Instagram page, you're going to learn so much from her at Faith in Fit on Instagram. All of her links will be below. Buy her book, I'm definitely getting her book because I'm always having questions on hormones and how our body's supposed to be working. But Lacey, thank you so much for coming on. I was fangirling the whole time. You're unbelievable. Go follow Lacey. I will be on the beach while this is playing. So your support always means the world to me. More to come. Get ready. Love you all. Have a great day. And I will see you in the next episode. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Excited to chat with you today. I'm excited to talk to you. This is kind of like a fangirl moment. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. <laughs> Lacey and Casey, it's just like meant to be friends. That's what we rhyme, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad you're feeling better, it sounds like. Oh my gosh. So, yes. I don't know if it was... Well, I think it was a combination that all hit me at one time, right? So like allergies are horrible, like allergies are bad. And then I went on an airplane for the first time in like forever. And then I wasn't getting enough sleep, like where, cause I was at, we were at a wedding, seeing friends and family. I was not getting enough sleep. And I think it just all hit me. And I was like, I completely lost my voice. And everyone that knows me was making fun of me because they're like, oh my God, Casey without a voice is like the worst thing. Like, it's like, it's like what I use. It's my tool, right? For everything. Um, and then I just, congestion, the whole, the whole thing. I think I had a sinus infection. I'm not a doctor, but it, uh, yeah, just so a little congested. It's just weird, you know? Like, it's just kind of like a, a thing. But I feel like a lot of people that I've been talking to 
that have been kind of getting back out, just doing things are like coming down with like some type of like cold or something. Cause I feel, I don't know. I feel like our bodies are kind of like reacclimating to like being around other humans and germs and things. I don't know. That's my two cents. I am not a medical doctor, but I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> but yes. I'm so glad you're feeling better. That's so important. Thank you. You are so sweet. You sound like the sweetest message. You're like, I'm just praying for you. I'm like, oh my God, she's so sweet. Like, that's so nice. <laughs> Everyone else is like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So I do have a dog. She was doing so good sitting outside. If worse comes to worse, I have a peanut butter Kong ready. And I'm just going to give it to her. So I apologize in advance if that needs to happen. She's- You're totally fine. I'm in my, um, I'm in a bedroom for that reason. So I, yes, I have nowhere else to really go other than we're in our tiny little townhouse here. So she's outside. I think she'll be okay. It's almost like every time we start talking, they come out. Like they want to be near you. The animals are like, yes, here we go. <laughs> But anyway, so I'm so excited you're here. So I basically, this is very, I really love the casual approach. I am very much a, just want to get to know you. Let's chat. Like we're getting coffee. Um, so it's recording. It's just going to go. And then I'll do like the whole intro on my own beforehand. And then, and then we'll just, we're just kind of going to jump right in if that's okay. Cool with you. Me. Awesome. Girl, I yeah. have every faith in the world with you. I've listened to you do presentations, talking, whatever. You're just full of knowledge. And I'm just so happy oh, that, um, that you decided to hang out with me for a little bit. So for those that don't know, this is Lacey Dunn. Um, she is Oh my gosh. I mean, I've been following you. I don't even know how long I feel like we're grandmas in this industry. Like I've been doing Instagram since it literally started, right? Like I'm 32 years old. I'll be 32 this summer. Um, Instagram was a place to post like, Hey, I'm eating a piece of mango and you posted it. Like it wasn't, (laughs) do you know what I'm saying? We didn't, we didn't have like presets and, and we didn't have a schedule. Like it was just like, we're posting what we were doing. And that was like the first time I think I found you. I found everyone else that I've kind of been bringing on this podcast. It's just like, to me, it's like a selfish way to meet you guys because I'm like, I've, I know there's so much more behind our Instagrams, behind our numbers, behind whatever we show on Instagram. There's, there's a whole life that goes on behind that. And, and that's just kind of what we choose to show or share or, you know, put out there to everyone. So I'd love if you could just give the rundown of like who you are, what you do. You have a ton of titles after your name, MS, RD, LD, CPT. So people are going to be like, what does that mean? But I'd love to just kind of give me a little bit about Lacey and then we'll, we'll get, we'll get into the, into the fun stuff. Not that I love it. So many fun. Yeah. (laughs) But go ahead. Well, my name is Lacey Dunn. I am a functional medicine dietitian who now loves to help women who suffer from hormonal imbalances, thyroid struggles, digestive issues, you name it. I am all about healing the person from the inside out, from a functional medicine and holistic lens. So back in the day, I used to be quote unquote bodybuilding fitness. I still do fitness. I still train people who do bodybuilding shows, but I've really evolved to really help support women 
to rebalance their hormones, master their metabolism, and become the boss of their own bodies. So that's what I do. I am, of course, a dietitian, a licensed dietitian. I have a master's degree in nutrition. Um, and of course, I'm a certified personal trainer as well. So I'm also a big nerd. I'm a crazy cat lady. I have a three-legged dog. I have to mention that. And I, only thing I do basically all day is work with my clients and learn and research. I'm pretty dang boring, but I'm an OG <laughs> Instagrammer. Yes. And those are like, I brought in so many people that are the OG Instagrammers and I'm like, yes, like, you know, we've all been around for so long and it's just the way that we've evolved is really cool. Like just to watch your journey, other people that I've brought on, like the journeys are so amazing. And for you, you're just, you're so, I mean this in such a great way. Like you're so confident and sure of what you're doing. And it's, it's just really nice to see because there's so much excuse my language bullshit in this, in this Instagram fitness world. And it's really frustrating for the people like us that, that do so much that people don't see, like, you know, I'm working with my clients all day and no one sees that unless I decide to post a video, but it's like, we're doing the the groundwork. We're doing like the nitty gritty behind the scenes. Right. And we care about this industry. So it's so nice to have people like you that are out there helping people from the inside out. Cause that's what we need. So I'd love to touch on, we both have the background in bodybuilding. That's where a lot of people started. I competed at 20 years old. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was just throwing, taking pieces from people and trying to find out what, how to get lean and whatnot. So for you starting in that, that competing phase, cause I also competed back in the day. What was I know my moment of when it was like, this isn't, I'm not feeling good. Why am I not feeling good? So I wonder for you, when did the light bulb go off? Like, maybe I'm not making the right choices. How can I feel better? How can I make this part of my part of feeling good? I wonder if you had a moment, if you had a moment where you were like, I kind of feel crappy. I'm not doing something right. You know? Well, yeah, I was doing my master's degree as well as my dietetic, dietetic internship, which is basically an unpaid internship, um, working for free. And then I was also doing online training, full-time online training. And as I was going through my master's classes, we were learning about the thyroid, about iodine, about zinc and selenium, specific micronutrients. And I'm always about, okay, how can I apply this information to better understand it? So I was reading some books, specifically Aviva Rahm's Adrenal Thyroid Revolution. And as I was going through it, I was like, you know what, some of these symptoms sound familiar. <laughs> and it was things like brain fog and random weight gain. I mean, I'm a tiny person. I was gaining weight out of the blue. Um, of course, muscle weakness, body water retention, hair loss, dry skin, digestive upset, hair loss of the eyebrows. So there was a lot of different symptoms I was seeing as well as low heart rate. And I was like, mm, this sounds familiar. So I asked my doctor to do labs, which he didn't do. So I pull my own labs. Um, from what I learned, I learned, you know, this is what a full thyroid panel looks like. I put my own labs and I saw, oh my God, I'm hypothyroid. And so that was the kicker for me saying, oh my God, things are not okay. This is why I don't feel well. And that's when I was one, diagnosed with thyroidism. And then two, that's when I started into functional medicine because I realized, oh my God, grinding into the ground is not smart. I'm like, oh, I did this to myself. 
but you live in your own. And that's exactly, I think the realization for so many of us that started in that workout six days a week, cardio after every lifting session, eat broccoli and rice and chicken. And I, I literally look back in college and I'm like, no wonder I was in fetal position on my bed every night because my stomach hurt so bad because I wasn't, my digestion sucked, right? Like there was none, but I kept thinking, and I think a lot of people think we just have to keep pushing because this is just what it's like, the grind. We want the grind. And it's like, no, we can actually flourish and feel good with fitness. And so for you, um, I love, so here's the thing on the podcast so far, we're at like episode 26. Um, why I was so excited to bring you on is because in my own journey and my audience has just been following along, you know, during this whole thing as to why I even wanted to podcast in general, but I, at 30, you know, 30 years old started experiencing a lot of acne and things that I had never experienced before. Like I just, I was like, something's off. I want to get to the bottom of what's going on. And I started with a functional medicine doctor and it completely opened up (laughs) this can of worms. And I think that on this podcast, I am not, first of all, I'm not a functional medicine doctor at all. And I don't want to give the you know, the prescription of like, here's what I did. Everyone needs to do this because it's so different, but you have so much knowledge in this area. And I think obviously a lot of my people listening are women and the amount of clients I get that are like, I'm doing everything right, but I can't lose that 10 pounds or I don't see muscle progress or I don't, you know, they might feel stronger, but there's like that one thing that's kind of holding them back. And I always kind of think maybe if you got your hormones looked at, like we would have more an idea of what's going on. So I'd love to, for, to go just back to the basics with you and pick your brain. Like what are hormones? I mean, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw out quite, what are hormones? What, like when I say hormones, I don't think people really know what that means. Yeah. A hormone is basically kind of think of it like a lock and a key and our hormones are going in there with that key unlocking and allow the cell to do the proper job. So they're playing such a big role in the regulation of our energy levels, our metabolism, how we regulate things like our blood pressure, our blood temperature. So our hormones are basically the chemical messengers that help for our bodies to do the job. And people, I think people, when they think hormones, they think, they just think, oh, my hormones are off, but it's like, they don't really know what that, what that means. You know what I mean? Like what that actually means. So for your Instagram and I'll make sure I link everything below, but your Instagram has so much amazing content for free that you're giving people. And it's like the basis. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I was just clicking through it the other day to write down my questions and stuff. And I was like, dang, like just such simple, bring it down to the level that we can all understand. And I think that's where people get really frustrated because if you say hormones, that's not everyone's schooling of what that even means. So when they say they go to the doctor, right? A PCP. Now I I would say I luck out. My PCP is pretty awesome, but I also have my functional medicine doctor. But when people go get their hormone tests or they ask for a hormone panel, 
they're only getting like, you know, like a couple things read and then they don't, they don't really know what to do with that after. So do you have any advice for people or what they could ask for, or maybe what kind of, what kind of doctor to look for if they want to, if they're interested in getting a hormone panel done? Yeah. So the most important thing when it comes down to hormones is understanding there are a variety of different hormones in our body. And we have basically have three main sex hormones. So we have estrogen, we have progesterone, and we have testosterone. So all these different hormones, they have different functions in our body. I mean, estrogen is important for the development of our female sex characteristics, also the development of our uterine lining, but it also plays an important role in insulin sensitivity, our mood, um, our libido, our bone mineral preservation. And then when it comes down to progesterone, we are looking at things like anti-anxiety, increasing our metabolic rate, promoting a healthy sex drive, um, reducing the risk for estrogen-related cancers. And then, of course, free testosterone or testosterone, we're looking at, of course, motivation, libido, sex drive, and our muscle mass preservation. So we have all, we have three main sex hormones. And when we go typically and we go get a blood draw for our hormones, typically one, doctors don't look at free levels. So they'll pull a total testosterone. And the issue with this is total is not telling us what's free and bioavailable, able to be used because our hormones travel in the blood via what's called sex hormone binding globulin. So think of it like a boot on a car. If the boot's on the car, it can't get to where it needs to be. Same with your hormones. The testosterone has to be free in order to do the job. So you need to do, of course, free testosterone, look at your hormones, and also understand your hormones change throughout your menstrual cycle. And if you have an irregular menstrual cycle or you don't get your hormones checked at the right time, you might, quote unquote, be normal, but it might not truly be normal based on where you should be in your cycle. For example, you should be checking five to seven days before your menstrual cycle, where your estrogen and progesterone levels are at, because that's where they peak at. If you say, you know, you go check your progesterone and your estrogen day three of your cycle, well, estrogen is going to be low. Progesterone is going to be low. And that's not telling you anything about where your progesterone really should be when it's highest in your menstrual cycle in that luteal phase. So it's super important to understand your hormones what they are, how they interact, um, how they change throughout your menstrual cycle, and then understand what you need to do in order to get a full entire panel. Yeah. And so I'd love to just piggyback on when you say the five to seven days before your cycle, right? So I think like, even for me, sometimes like when I was getting blood work taken before with a different doctor, I would ask like, does it matter what what day I'm doing this. And, and, and the answer always is like, no, just come in, like, make sure you fast before. And then you would kind of get your results and be like, I don't know what any of this means, you know? And so it is important to link up with a doctor, a, a functional medicine doctor, or someone that understands when you're like, when the best time to come in and get blood work is to actually get the proper numbers. Correct. Yeah, and you can also pull labs yourself. You don't have to have a doctor. You can go to my med lab, Ulta Labs, um, any lab test now. You can pull your own labs. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, see, I didn't see, these are things that I'm learning as well because it's like, I didn't really know where else to look. So for me, I just Googled functional medicine doctor and I happened to actually know a friend that worked at one in Connecticut. And so I was like, I'm going there because I trust them and they've been great. But I think that, I think that women, it's like, 
I, I, I train so many, so many women, right. And they're in that like 40 to 50 age range. And it's such a unique time, right? I mean, every age is a unique time. Like I feel like in my thirties is very different than in my twenties and very different than my clients in my, in their fifties and sixties. And so it can be really overwhelming for people. And I wonder for you, for working with so many clients that the way that you do, what, what do you see maybe as like one or two of the most common things maybe that women are coming to you with as far as complaints, quote unquote, like something's happening. I'm coming to Lacey because I literally don't know what else to do. What are some of the big things you see? Cause I feel like this audience will be able to, 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 uh, re- uh relate to a lot of these. Yes. So what I see a lot is absence of a menstrual cycle, of course, no cycle at all. And then you're looking at things from mood swings, hot flashes, loss of libido, um, weight gain. You can also look at heightened anxiety, digestive upset. So I see a lot of loss of the period. Typically, that's from chronic stress, under eating. Um, I also see that with anything like SIBO, candida, any gut infection or hypothyroidism. So I see a loss of period a lot. I also see estrogen dominance, and that can be estrogen being elevated in itself. So you're looking at symptoms from heavy PMS, heavy bleeding, bloating, weight gain, mood swings, um, all the way to, of course, insomnia. And then you're looking at also relative estrogen dominance. In fact, that is where I think a lot of conventional doctors, they miss the mark because just like the testing, what happens is you might have normal estrogen levels, but your progesterone levels aren't matching up, which makes you estrogen dominant relative to progesterone deficiency. So in that case, I see a lot of the same symptoms, but also heightened anxiety. Um, And of course, I see a lot of insomnia with that as well, chronic fatigue. So those are the top things that I see on top of hypothyroidism, which then you're looking at the symptoms of the weight gain, the cold intolerance, the hair loss, digestive upset, um, loss of the eyebrow, hair, fatigue, insomnia, dry skin, you name it. So this is the top things that I see. Estrogen dominance, hypothyroidism, and loss of a period. Yeah. So can you explain the difference between, because I've met people that are hype, hyper and hypo. So can you maybe explain Uh the difference between the two? I feel like that's a big one that people don't understand. So the thyroid is a butterfly-shaped gland under the base of our neck that plays the biggest role in regulating our metabolism. Just like the quote-unquote, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, we have our thyroid that is the powerhouse of our metabolism. So what typically happens is we have different organs that play such a beautiful, intricate role in controlling our metabolic rate. So just so your listeners know, we have our brain and our pituitary and our thyroid that all interconnect in each other. So what's supposed to happen is we have a thermostat in our bodies. So one, TRH is produced by our hypothalamus that speaks to our pituitary to increase or decrease what's called TSH. So that TSH is that main metabolic thermostat. And what's supposed to happen is when you have low T4 or T3, so low thyroid, hypothyroidism, cold, I need you to pump up more air. And then if you have high T4 or T3, then what is supposed to happen is TSH is supposed to drop down, telling the body, hey, it's got, it's way too heated in here. I need you to calm down the air, make less thyroid hormone. So what 
happens typically is a doctor will see because this is how it's supposed to work and they'll pull just a TSH. And they're like, okay, cool, TSH looks normal. So our T4 and our T3 should be normal. But that's not this, always the case because the pituitary and the thyroid don't always get the same message. And then the hypothalamus doesn't always send the message to the pituitary to send the message to the thyroid. So it's really important with our hormones to understand how they work and then what can go wrong when it comes down to the chemical messages. Yeah. And that's, I think the biggest thing is what I try to also tell my clients is educating ourselves, right? Right. On that the only reason that I made steps forward in my journey with, with knowing that I wanted to get my hormones and things looked at was by researching I'm like, something feels off. And obviously I'm not like, I've also done like the Google doctor, which I shouldn't do. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, like you're going to die tomorrow. So we shouldn't do that all the time. But it's like just researching what would, est- like, what are these signs of estrogen, you know, dominance or progesterone? Like, what are those things? Am I experiencing these and be able to go to the doctor and hopefully have a doctor that advocates for you? Because I've also had doctors that don't listen and I'm not saying doctors are bad, mm-hmm. but I've had doctors that'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like this. Everything looks normal. But if you go and you're like, hey, I have notes and I'm dealing with this and this is what I researched and this is what I want. They should be advocating for you to be able to get your blood work, to be able to hopefully lead you in a direction looking for. And that's why I started looking for the functional medicine doctor too, because I'm like, I want someone to look at me all the way and be like, not just a girl sitting here. I want to be Casey, the trainer that does this, what this X, Y, Z, here's my job. Here's what I do for a living. Here's how my body moves. And then this is what I've also dealt with in my history. Because if you're just going in and you're like, um, I'm not really feeling that great. I want to get my hormones checked. Where are we going from there? Right? Like doing that education is so important. Right. And we learn this in health class. Like I was a phys ed teacher back in the day, health and phys ed. We need to be teaching more of this to our students because they don't even know what, like you do a sex ed, you know, uh, unit and it's, and the kids get uncomfortable because you don't want to touch on, like you want to touch on things, but not everything. And then you don't want to make the girls uncomfortable. It's a whole thing. And I'm like, no, we need to just educate people, students, everyone on what hormones even are you leave there and you don't even know how your period is supposed to be. You don't even know like what's a normal menstrual cycle, you know? And so that's a whole different thing I could talk about and go back and want to change. But there's so many things that we just don't, we just aren't educated on. And so what you're doing is so amazing because you're educating people on the simple things that our body does. And so I would love to touch on, um, cortisol. So I think that when people can we pause though, I want to make sure people know what a normal cycle actually should be. Oh my God. Yes. Let's go. Let's do that. Let's talk. Oh my God. Yes. I have it. I'm telling you, I have my bullet points and I'm like, Nope, let's do it. Let's talk about cycles. Let's do it. Okay. So a normal cycle is one, not a pill bleed. So it is not a cycle on hormonal birth control. That's not a true period because there's no ovulation. A normal period should not be crippling. It should not be painful. You should not have to take Midol in order to get through it. A normal period should be quote unquote, you're looking at three to seven days in length. However, that could be different per person, 20 
75 to 80 milliliters of blood. And then you're looking at a bright red to cranberry color. So that is what a normal period should quote unquote look like. It can change in your cycle. I mean, when you're younger, you might have a heavier, um, deeper color of a period. When you get older, you're entering the perimenopause and menopause, it's going to get lighter and lighter and less heavy. So it's going to change throughout your cycle, especially in times of stress, infection, or illness. But overall, your period should not be crippling. It should not be painful. You should not be seeing a large amount of blood clots, things like that. And I also want your listeners to know that typically hormones aren't the issue. It's the root cause of the hormonal imbalance. So the, our hormones going off is like a fire alarm in our body. It's telling our body, hey, there's something going on. I need you. Come find the fire. So your hormones being off, typically that's not the root cause of your waking. That's not the root cause of your insomnia, your dry skin. Um, it's asking why. And you always have to question why. So then we look at, okay, what can cause your hormones to go chaotic? Is it chronic stress like cortisol? Everything's top down. So I'm excited to talk about cortisol. Is it diet quality, diet insufficiency, nutrient deficiencies? Is it insulin levels, hypoglycemia, how our blood sugar is regulating? Is it inflammation, a chronic infection, whether that's viral or maybe in our gut? Is it poor liver detoxification, endocrine disruptors? Those are huge. Um, mitochondria dysfunction, or could it be something like past traumas? or mold toxicity. So there's a lot of things that can disrupt our hormones. Our hormones typically are responding to the true root cause. Mm, which is so important to also understand because it's just, it's like mm -hmm. one thing is just, it's the step onto the next, you know, it's like the root cause from there. So I would love to touch on menstrual cycles because I think everything you said is amazing. And I think that we as women are almost conditioned in a way to think that we should be in pain when we're having a menstrual cycle, right? Like we've grown up and it's been like, oh my God, my period, I feel horrible. I, you know, I'm, I have cramps. I mean, I used to get really bad cramps when I was younger to the point of missing school. And then, and then, uh, and I know we'll touch on birth control. I want to, cause that's a whole nother thing too. But I, I think that we are covering up. It's like putting a bandaid over things. And to be honest, and I'll be totally honest, I never really correlated my menstrual symptoms as being abnormal because I honestly thought you, you were supposed to have cramps. You were supposed to be, you know, exhausted. You were supposed to be in a bad mood. I think growing up, mm -hmm because your friends all feel similar, you're like, oh, you're on your period or I'm on my period, I'm in so much pain, right? So what, and I know you just said what some of the root causes are, but why, why are those symptoms not, not normal? Why are, why, are, why are those symptoms not normal? Like why would people question that, right? Because they are not taught what a normal cycle should be. And we're just taught, hey, we're women, we should just, get through it and push through it and just because a we're taught that these things are common right these symptoms are common but just because they're common doesn't make them normal mm -hmm. that's what we really have to understand I think it's disgusting that when we grow up we're not even taught that we can only get pregnant five days out of a month yes. like we're taught never have sex because you can get pregnant any day in the month that's not true right right so what we need is education um and another thing is 
it is very common, of course, to have painful, heavy periods. And a lot of women, again, are told it's common, but they're not told, okay, also what can contribute to that, which is super important to understand. Um, And like I said, we're looking at everything. I listed those root causes, but a huge component of that are those endocrine disruptors and our diet. And sadly, now in a day of age, there are endocrine disruptors everywhere from fragrances to, you know, pesticides in our food, all the way to even sometimes like medications in our water and terrible air quality. Um, And a lot of people have a lot of issues when it comes down to inflammation as well as diet quality. So there's a lot of things that are not being addressed, but yeah, I could go on and under a rabbit hole with that. I, I could too, like I said, former health teacher here. And I remember like getting the book out and having, and I only really taught for like one year before I went full personal trainer. But I remember like not teaching from the book. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. even back then I just had an awareness of what we need more than what's in the book. The books need to be revamped. Like we, you know, and I, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, you don't even know that literally kids come out of high school thinking that if they just look at another, look at, semen they're going to get pregnant. I mean that is literally what that is literally what you feel like it's like you don't even yeah. know and it's not the health teacher's fault. It's like we need to it's like revamping the way that we educate, you know, out of the yeah. true science of how our body works and empower girls coming out of high school to be like, okay, I actually understand my body because that's something I didn't leave high school with. I don't know if you can agree, but like I didn't leave high school with an understanding of my body at all you know, and then no, I, 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 I didn't, and I train a bunch of girls now. So I have a ton of high school, college, junior high athletes that I train. And, you know, we are, I'm around everything that they're feeling and they're dealing with and they're telling me. And, and it's, and I, I'd love to carry this menstrual cycle talk into birth control because I feel like I fall into this category of being 16, having horrible cramps and uh-huh. my mom trying every natural approach we could think of at the time, which what we were given, which is how many years ago and going to the doctor and then or going to the OBGYN and then being like, okay, we're going to put you on birth control because it's going to help your symptoms and being like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Like there's an answer. Right. So then I go on birth control for 10 years and I come off birth control and then my body went nuts. It was like, I started doing research at 26 years old. I'm like, do I need to be on this anymore? Like, why am I on this? Like I was married. I was with the same person. Like, I was just like, why am I on this? I don't want to take this anymore. I just had this like gut feeling, started doing research. And I was like, I'm coming off this. Why am I on this? And so I took myself off after that, you know, after I finished, whatever it was, I stopped all of a sudden I'm breaking out. I had hormonal acne all over my face. I just started dealing with a gamut of, (laughs) of symptoms. And that's when I got into blood work. So I'd love for you to touch on that process of what birth control does, Mm -hmm. why maybe we can think about I don't even want to put words. I'd love for you just to touch on birth control and maybe what it does for the body and other alternatives that we can do. 
So there are basically two different types of birth control. We have hormonal birth control and non-hormonal birth control. Essentially, when we're given hormonal birth control, what happens is we are giving exogenous hormones. And they're not the same as the hormones that we produce in our own bodies. So they have different effects. Um, so when we're told we're giving birth control to quote unquote regulate our hormones, it's actually the birth control that's doing the regulation and suppression of our own hormone production. So that's the issue when people try and come off of birth control because what happens is they come off of those exogenous hormones and then the body says, oh, I can upregulate now. And what can happen is you either have a high heavy increase in your estrogen or your testosterone or you've got low everything, or the combination of one of those three. Um, and this is because hormonal birth control increases what's called sex hormone binding globulin. And that can play such a big role in decreasing the levels of those three hormones. And it plays, it's so hard because there's no quote unquote post-birth control syndrome perfect picture with what happens, but it does cause our bodies to, when we take birth control, shut down the production. And then when we stop it, it upregulates or downregulates. And then we have a fiery furnace of what the heck happened. So birth control, it's not a demon. I say birth control has, of course, its side effects. However, when we're looking at its uses, not getting pregnant is huge. So I don't want to demonize birth control at all. However, I think women should be aware of what it does and why it should be used and be given consent and their options. So you have more than the option of just taking the pill. There are many different types of hormonal birth control as well, different types of pills to take. There's non-hormonal birth control, which in fact does not suppress your own endogenous production of your hormones, still allows you to ovulate, which plays the biggest role in your metabolic health. Um, your anxiety, your mood, your cognition. So my favorite non-hormonal would be the copper IUD and then fertility awareness method, which nobody has taught about. Um, basically being able to check your basal body temperature when you ovulate, checking things like your cervical mucus, your cervix position that all allow you to see when your fertile window is, when you ovulate, when you can even get pregnant without taking a, in, um, exogenous hormones. So there's a lot of different ones and they, I swear they're like coming up with a new like birth control every single day. I'm like, what is this new one? But yeah, they all differ in their effectiveness, how they're used, how they impact their body and their side effects. And that's the thing. So I have, I'll have girls that I train that are college age. Right. And they'll be like, oh, I'm going on birth control. And I don't want to be like, no, don't do that. Like, that's not it. But I also think that there isn't that education piece as to like what can happen potentially post birth control. Like you said, like things mm -hmm. upregulate or things can downregulate because when I was 16, that was never told me. It was like, here, this will help your problems. You'll be able to go to school. You'll be able to do whatever and move on. And then 10 years later, I'm like, why are my hormones so like wrecked? Right. And so I think it's, again, it's that education piece, but I, um, I think that, uh, well, that's fascinating. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 I was no. Go say, ahead. What I find fascinating is women don't even know that hormonal birth control can actually impact your libido, significantly drop it down and actually impact, you know, who you find yourself attracted to. So when we're taking birth control, it actually can cause us to be more attracted to a feminine partner, 
versus when we're off birth control, we can be more attracted to, you know, more of a masculine man. So I find that super fascinating. And it also plays such a big role, you know, with our risk for things like liver cancer, blood clotting. Um, and we're not told about the impacts on our anxiety and depression. So there's a lot of different things that it can impact. I think the most important thing that women need is consent and being told and educated. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. You know, it's funny. I think you should run for Miss America because you have the best, like you have, like, we need someone I, like I you. I could you not wake up once this whole year. So do not sign me up. We need like an all natural Miss America. Cause like literally like you are, you are so, you are so intelligent and you are so like, you're just so great at like answering and like wrapping up your point. I'm like, you're amazing. Like you're just amazing. So anyway, I just want to tell you oh, that because you. you're amazing and I want to be mindful of your time, but I would love to touch on, um, cause I know this, this is the thing people have to understand that this is not just a 45 minute conversation. This is like, this is a lot packed into, to an episode. And I wanted though, something like this to just, just to start to get the the conversation about these things. Cause it's something that I am not, like I said, I'm not an expert. And so you coming on is like the a one, like I brought on the a one guest to talk about this and I, I appreciate you so much, I but it. I would love, there's two things I'd love to talk. Right. And then again, being mindful of your time. So cortisol people, I think, think cortisol is always a, a bad, like they think of it as like, oh, your cortisol's up. What does that even mean? So I'd love if you could just touch on cortisol and maybe how that factors into everything. So cortisol is one of my favorite hormones. Um, when we're talking about cortisol, we want a beautiful balance. And cortisol is not terrible. We need cortisol in terms of fight or flight. If a tiger's running at us, if there's a zombie running at us, if we're ill, if we have an infection, if we get, well, same thing, if we get injured, if we go to the gym and we go weight train, we want cortisol there because it's anti-inflammatory. But what happens is, when cortisol is elevated for a too long a period of time, what happens is our body starts saying, okay, this cortisol is not working. And instead of that cortisol being anti-inflammatory, it actually becomes inflammatory. So I like to think of it kind of like the Goldilocks effect, right? We want that porridge not too hot, not too cold. Same thing for cortisol. You know, if we have high cortisol, we're looking at, of course, abnormal hormonal imbalances. That's for high or low decreased insulin sensitivity, slowing down of our digestion, slowing down of our thyroid hormone. Um, we're looking at upregulation of our androgens sometimes, which can cause hair loss, oily skin, acne. We're looking at also, you know, decreased immunity, increased risk of illness and getting injured. It greatly impacts our motivation. And then if we have low cortisol, I like to say that's when shit hits the fan and our body says, you know what? This cortisol is not working for me. And literally every single process of your body will downregulate when you have that low cortisol. You will have chronic fatigue, chronic pain, chronic anxiety and depression, um, low hormones in total, and you will not be able to recover from your workouts or feel even motivated to do your workouts. So it's very much a cascade effect. And it does take time to get to that low cortisol. But the most important thing is to recognize cortisol is not bad. It is how it reacts over time that is the issue. And how can someone support their cortisol? If that makes sense. Stress reduction. 
mm-hmm. not overtraining, not under eating, biggest things, making sure that, you know, your environment is in a healthy place, heavy metals, mold toxicity, those will wreak havoc on your cortisol. And something that a lot of people don't think about are traumas, suppressed trauma, like trauma that we just like push away and we never address that will in itself cause this major cortisol havoc. Um, and then another thing that we don't think about too is <laughs> what we take and what we put on our bodies. So actually like Flonase allergy meds, those are hydrocorticoids that actually increase our cortisol. And if we take that over time, that can cause secondary adrenal insufficiency and that can cause low cortisol. Accutane, that can do the same exact thing. Hydrocortisone creams, prednisone, all these things can cause us to have adrenal issues. Wow. And those are just things that you don't, we don't even think of the correlation between, you know, like these things that were just around us and we're taking and whatever, and what they can do to us. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's, it's so amazing. Um, and then production though is the biggest, especially yeah. for your listeners, like not overtraining, not under eating. Um, it doesn't have to be overtraining or under eating chronic stress. Like if you have a stressful, you know, work environment that in itself can play a big role. So I like to say, take care of yourself. And that includes making sure the people that you surround yourself with are not going to contribute to hormonal and cortisol imbalances. Mm, mm, that's a good quote. Cut the crap. Like, not just the diet, but cut the crap, cut the crappy people too. Yes. That is like such an awesome like quote. I'm sure you've already posted it, but it's like, <laughs> cut the people that could also be uh, like not helping your cortisone levels. Like, hello, like that. It's not just the food. Um, so I love that. And then the last piece before I ask you our, our final wrap-up question is, and I know this could go forever on diet, but I'd love if you could just touch on maybe like your top tip with that. Because again, that's another thing where people are overwhelmed. We are, it's so much coming into us, keto this, blah, 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 blah. What am I supposed to do? And as women, I feel that it's, it's, it can be very different than what men are doing and what they're, you know, whatever. So I love if you could just maybe give a couple tips on, on diet, right? Biggest thing, diet quality, removing things like processed vegetable oils, trans fats. um, And then of course, focusing on lots of color in your diet. You're looking at lots of leafy greens, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, things that have antioxidants, polyphenols, and phytonutrients. Um, I like to say the more you can get without causing you digestive distress, the better. And then we're also looking at making sure you're supporting your gut because your gut is actually in heavy control of your immune system. 70 to 80% of your immune system is in your gut, as well as your neurotransmitter production, which plays a big role in you know, your mood, your cognition, your anxiety levels, and then of course your hormones as well. So get a good amount of prebiotic rich foods and fiber, at least 30 to 40 grams a day super important, especially as a woman to help with natural liver detoxification and natural estrogen detoxification. So get your fiber in, remove your specific food intolerances and sensitivities. Keep in mind sometimes if you have a gut infection, you have a parasite, you have an overall inflammation or leaky gut that can make you have quote unquote pseudo food intolerances. However, that would be something that would need to be addressed with a doctor. So look at food intolerances, keep those out. If you know you respond negatively to gluten, don't eat gluten. If you respond negatively to dairy, don't eat dairy. Super important because that will increase inflammation, which will cause chaos in your body for your hormones. 
um, balancing your blood sugar, one of the most important things that you can do, not only for your hormones, because that plays such a big role with insulin. Um, and insulin is what essentially causes us to either, you know, use that fuel for energy or store it as body fat and plays a big role when it's dysregulated, when it comes down to our overall hormones and our weight, but also balancing our blood sugar is super important for our cortisol levels. If we let ourselves go hangry, if we're skipping meals, that can cause cortisol to be pumped out a lot. And that can cause us to go hypoglycemic, but over time, it causes this major hormonal and cortisol chaos. So don't skip your meals, balance your blood sugar, make sure every single meal has a good amount of protein. So at least 25 grams of protein. And that way you're having snacks, you're doing what's called smart snacks. So making sure every snack that you have has at least two macro components whether that's a fat with a carb or a fat with a protein or a carb with a fat, a carb with a protein, make sure you're balancing your blood sugar to prevent that the, the blood sugar and cortisol from going up and down throughout the day. So those are some tips. Um, I skipped over added sugars. Be careful with those. Those can wreak havoc on your hormones and your gut. Super important. Those can be in things that look healthy for you, like kombucha, almond milk, um, and of course, fruit juices and green juices. So be very careful because those will sneak you in. Um, and then focus on omega-3 rich fats. I mentioned the processed vegetable oils, but these omega-3s are really anti-inflammatory and really help support and create our hormones as well. So you're looking at nuts and seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, almonds, cashews, all the nuts, avocados, olive oils, salmon, sardines, fatty fish, those are all great sources. And then the last thing, because a lot of people don't think about this, is you actually need cholesterol in your diet to make your hormones. Cholesterol creates what's called pregnenolone, which it branches off into your different hormones. If you don't have cholesterol, you're not going to be able to produce your hormones. So make sure you're getting adequate dietary cholesterol, specifically you vegans and vegetarians. I know you don't get a lot of that. So make sure you're getting, um, if you're, of course, not vegan and vegetarian, you're getting in things like coconut oil, coconut milk products, um, eggs are my favorite, beef. Um, those are all great sources. And then if you're a vegan or vegetarian, think about getting those different sources. And I think that's like one of the biggest myths people have are like, okay, I want to up my protein, but I'm only going to have like the egg whites. And I'm like, okay, so you know what I mean? Like cholesterol is okay. Like we need to implement that into us. Oh my God. Those are all amazing. Um, so I know I want to be mindful of your time. I just have a question to wrap up everything that you've given us. This has okay. been amazing. And time has truly flown by. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I could listen to you talk forever. But, um, I'd love to, for you, like Lacey, right? Two things. One, for your journey that you're at right now with your own, you know, once people start to follow you on social media, I'm sure they already are, but it's, they're going to see like you have, you have a journey of a story, everything about, about that. That could be a whole nother episode, but I would love to know maybe like your top lesson that you've learned over these last, like say 10 years of us being OG Instagrammers. It's like, we've, you've been around this world and you've had your own journey. I'd love to know just your, your top lesson or takeaway that maybe has changed your life for the better. Um, and then how, and then your top tip and takeaway maybe for everyone listening. Cause I know that this is going to sound for some people very overwhelming, even though the way that you deliver it is amazing. It can be very overwhelming for people to be like, where do I start? So I would love 
your, you know, top tip for yourself or your biggest lesson, and then maybe just where people can start after they listen to this episode. My biggest tip, slow down, allow yourself to sloth, self-care, do not neglect it, neglect it. Don't grind yourself into the ground. You can't do everything and you can't pour out of an empty cup. So that would be my biggest lesson, um, as well as when it comes down to helpful things you can also do, set boundaries in your life. You deserve them. You need them. If you don't set them, people will burn them, burn them down. So set your boundaries, allow yourself self-care and slothing. And if that means lying on the floor, lie on the floor, girlfriend. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. Lie on, I'm going to title this lie on the floor, girlfriend. Just do it. I totally do it. Sometimes like, I'm like, I don't have time for anything else. I'm going to lie on the floor for five minutes and it works. Yes. And so for people that have listened to this now and they're like, okay, so I'm feeling one of these things has resonated with me, right? Like someone's listening and they feel like, oh, I've got this X, Y, Z symptom, or I've been on birth control. I'm thinking about getting off birth control or I'm thinking, you know, whatever in general, what would be just a good step one for somebody that feels a little bit lost in this world? Buy my book, The Women's Guide to Hormonal Harmony on Amazon. Oh my God. She I literally was, but really, no, I was just going to say your book. book. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The best $30 you're ever spent, I promise you. And if you don't like it, I mean, I'll be shocked. <laughs> I'll be you. greatly offended too, but- <laughs> Check out my book, check out my podcast, Uplift Fit Nutrition, and my page, my Instagram page. It's chock full of free information. Yeah. I literally, it's so funny. At Faith and Fit. I literally was right. I literally wrote down, I was going to be like, so next steps, number one. And then I was like, Lacey's book. Like, that's what I wanted to make sure that we wrapped up with. So your book is, (laughs) I want to make sure, um, oh my gosh, why am I, why am I losing? The Women's Guide to Hormonal Harmony. Thank you. I wrote it down and I lost it in my notes, but the women's guide to hormonal harmony, which everyone needs to find. You said it's on Amazon. Yes. Okay. So on Amazon, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, random bookstores, you name it. Oh my God. You're amazing. You're amazing. That is so awesome. So, (laughs) okay guys. So where else you just said where people can find you, but do you, if people want to work with you, are you taking clients? I am. Yes. My website is upliftfitnutrition.com. I work with women that are struggling with anything from estrogen dominant, PCOS, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, SIBO, candida, mold toxicity, you name it. I don't have a niche because I love working and helping all women and men too. People don't know that. Oh yeah. And that's the other thing too. Men getting their hormones and stuff checked is so important, but so there you go, guys, you can work with Lacey wherever you take people, wherever they're, you can do, you can do zoom. Yes, I'm assuming. Exactly. Yes, I'm virtual. We love it. Oh my gosh, Lacey. Thank you so much for being here. You, like I said, everyone, she is a wealth of knowledge. So make sure to check out, I'll put all of her links below. We'll link your book below. Um, and that is your next step one, everybody go and check out Lacey's book and all of her free information. She gives you guys on Instagram. Thank you for, for being here, Lacey. I'll stop the recording and then say goodbye. So thanks for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much.